0: Welcome back to the Millennium Beat. I'm your host, Kevin James. glad that you stopped in. On today's show, I have Jerry West. Jerry West has been a friend of mine for almost 20-something years. It's a good interview, and we'll get that in a few seconds. But I want to remind you guys to check out our new website. It'll be coming out sometime, I would say, April, middle of April of, of 2023. So check it out. But first, a word from our sponsor. I would like to
1: thank McLeod Painting Group of Vero Beach, Florida for sponsoring this week's show. They specialize in interior and exterior painting. They're licensed and insured with over 45 years of experience, expanding over three generations. Give them a call at 772-501-0324 and tell them that Kevin James sent you. Again, that number is 772-501-0324.
0: Thanks for sticking around. If you'd like to know more about how to become a sponsor, please email me at kevinjames at And I will fill you in on how to become a sponsor. You can also go to our website at www.tmb2000.net or themillenniumbee.com. So let's get into uh, the message. But first, let's have a, a brief 60-second intro.
1: You have reached and you have stopped by on the Millennium Beat with your host Kevin James. I'm your host Kevin James. I'm on the phone with Jerry West. He's been a friend of mine. Jerry, how long have we been friends? How many years? It's
2: gosh, 22, <sighs> 22 years. Yeah, I think you, you, it goes back to the uh, WTCE channel twenty one. Uh, channel twenty one TVN Fort Pierce. We uh, moved. Yeah, we moved to Vero Beach in Dallas, Texas in August of 2020, not 2020, uh, 2000. Uh, and I think it was September or October that I made my first guest appearance on the on the channel. Praise the Lord, Joe.
1: So it's been about, uh, 97 is 25 years, so if you said 2000, so it's 78910 that's 3 years so somewhere around 21 22 years so it's yeah. it's been a while um the thing i you know, i always say this and i remember this the most is and you probably remember it, um the date um you had some operation not operation you had fundraising for some money mm-hmm. for, for some um, things that you were going through at that time and you were being pushed in a wheelchair by i think your wife if i remember yeah. right yeah and I'll be honest with you, and I've said this before, and I think I've said it to you: is I thought that was the last time I would ever see you again because you were very skinny. And you know, you probably you got over in the last interviews we've done. You told your story about you know being with the Power Team and Strike Force, and you were you know a good sized boy. <laughs> I mean, you weren't fat, but you were muscly. You were you were, you were manly. You know,
2: yeah, well,
1: but that wasn't
2: skinny either
1: no but that time when you were in that wheelchair and uh, that your IV i think you if i remember right, i can see it in my mind so you know i had an iv drip or something like that if i remember right could be you know
2: it's a said it's been a long time. no uh thankfully i did not have to have that i okay. didn't have an IV drip okay uh i probably needed one then uh, but uh, no it's uh yeah i oh well, that's that part of my—I um, want to say life, well, life—but I was going to say that that moment in time, mm-hmm. um, things were kind of hazy because of all the medications that I had to take. Right. Uh, I tell the doctors when I have to go for a checkup or whatever, uh, especially with new doctors now where I'm at. I said, "You're looking at someone who grew up." Uh, in the seventies, went to school all through the seventies and graduated in 1980, not 1880, but 1980 and never did a drug. Right. I never touched, uh, I mean, come at me with a needle. It was, you know, I'd turn around the other way, uh, as far as snorting something at my nose that made absolutely that was zero sh- sense. Sense, yeah. Um, uh, uh, stick a needle in my arm uh, on purpose. No, thank you. Um, I, you know, I'll be I tell people I'm very, very bluntly honest. I tried pot right a few times, uh, and I say a few, probably about three or four times. But growing up in Vero Beach, where everything closes at ten o'clock, right. uh, There was nothing open, and I and I told a friend. He's like, "Oh, dude, man, I'm tripping." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm hungry." And there's nothing open. Let's go get I, I went to 7-Eleven, going to a 7-Eleven. There wasn't even anything on the rollers. Oh. Uh, no, wasn't <laughs> Denny's it,
1: wasn't Denny's open at that time? I mean, I remember it was near Block. I'm sure there. Yeah, I'm on US1. Sure
2: it was you know, US on US1. I'm sure it was, but uh uh I just went back to my friend's house and just sat there. I just raided the cabinet, looking. I said, "If this is what it does for you, I'm I'm hungry all the time. I don't need this."
1: Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I I never have tried it. I, I I never I never really hung around the crowds that would even offer it to me. You know.
2: Well, I did. I did. I just made better choices. Uh-huh. Um, I decided. Uh, as an athlete, I was. Yeah, I'm just not going to put my body through that stuff. Right. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, it's not worth it. I watched my best friend at the time in the ninth grade. Uh, he was. Oh, it was had to have been in the springtime uh, when you don't wear a long sleeve shirt and Florida. And he was wearing a long sleeve shirt. So it had to be, and I'm just, you know, it's not that I'm seeing, I'll just, there's been a lot of, (laughs) a lot of, (laughs) of
1: (laughs) I don't remember sometimes yesterday and I'm definitely not (laughs) seeing.
2: But he had these nasty, nasty looking sores on his arms. And he said, oh man, it's some kind of rash. I'm like, well, you're 14, 15 years old. You're you're not that smart. You think you are, you're not. Right. Uh, but, uh, about a week or two later, he had dropped out of school. Mm. Turns out he had a, uh, he was a heroin addict. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, amazing thing is, and, uh, I'm going to have to mute my phone just for a second. And we will talk about why I have to mute my phone. (laughs) But, uh, The amazing thing is, uh, I found, well, he found me on Facebook about a year ago. And I'm looking, it's the same guy. Uh, Cleaned his life up. Turned his life around. uh, Was married. His wife died about five years ago. Uh, Went into the hospital, never came out. Kind of one of those deals. He's, I believe, remarried, uh, two boys, and uh, I think a couple of grandkids. So you know that that's the great thing. But a lot of those guys in that era of using drugs didn't make it out alive. Right. But they died died of drug overdoses, or they're just their mental capacity was just shot. Uh, I just. <sighs> Uh, Kevin, I decided that was a, a, a path that I was not going to go down. I didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't feel, oh, I, you know, we. I felt pressured, but I did not. You know, that's not for me. Right. I'm just not going to do it. And I, and I didn't. So.
1: Right. Which is a very good thing. I mean, I, guess, I yeah. guess this is a lot of paths that people, well, actually three of them that you can think of. Either they become drug addicts, sex addicts. Or um or or drinking, you know, drink uh, they're drinking themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like those three paths. And you know, so it's, it's you chose not to go down any of those paths, so far.
2: No. Well, I, I did drink for a long time. Uh oh, I, I drank enough alcohol to float a battleship. Oh wow. Uh, so
1: I guess you did go down one of those little paths.
2: Well, that's see, that's the great deception. I can control this one. The other, I saw people. I saw people out of control, you know, staggering around, falling down, and and I was told what they were using. But alcohol, I can take a few sips. I can take a few drinks. I can set it down and walk away. Uh, well, not everybody can. Uh, but I I fortunately have that temperament that if I'm done, I'm done. Uh, and when I was done, I was done. I just did not uh, uh, didn't have that lean of proclivity to just keep drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking until uh wind up choking on my own vomit or dying of alcohol poisoning or becoming an alcoholic. I just, you know, I just did not did not. It didn't look, you know. I'm just one of those guys. If it doesn't add value, I don't want it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it sounds to me is like some people drink to put themselves out of misery. You know, what they've hurt or some mm-hmm. pain, and they drink to, to get rid of that. It does not sound like you drank for that reason. You drank. It sounds like you you were a social drinker. You knew when you know you knew what you wanted. When you're done, you're done. I mean, it's like some people with food. They eat and then they stop. You know, they're not addicted to food. You, you weren't addicted in the sense to alcohol, trying to get rid of something, the, because that's what people exactly. do is they'll drink and drink and drink until the problem they, they the problem is not there anymore. Well, it's still there but they don't see it cuz they're drunk. Mm-hmm. But you weren't like yeah, that it sounds like.
2: No, it's still there. You just wake up the next morning and the problem is worse. Uh that just that just wasn't uh that was not my my aim was to play professional football or baseball uh or to be a rock star. Uh you know, it's never too late to be what you want her to be. Well, well, according to the NFL and the uh, Major League Baseball, it is. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, right. I think you're past your your prime I've on that passed, case.
2: i passed my prime on that one.
1: Now, you could still be a rock star. Yeah,
2: well, that's, the jury's still out on that <laughs>
1: on, one. Because on I saw some of these guys, I, I mean, there's, they're in their 70s. Oh, what was it? I just saw a picture of Ringo Starr, and he's what, in his 80s
2: now or something like that? 80s? 82 and he's still on the road.
1: Yeah, I, I, I saw a video of him playing the drums. 82 years old.
2: 82 years old, still on the road, still playing the drums. Uh, just God bless him. Hey, if you he, if you can keep on, keep it up, go. Yeah, keep right. going.
1: Right, it's uh, some of us the younger people can't even do that.
2: <laughs> Good Lord, no. <laughs> but yeah, that back going back to the, on the wheelchair. Yeah, I just. Uh, uh, I think it was on. A, I think we did another show where I talked about that the doctors had given me three months to live, and if he makes it three months, he's got three years at the absolute most. Well, here we are coming up on next year. Next, know well, next year will be eighteen years of diagnosis, and I'm I'm still here now. Uh, where are those doctors at now? Uh, and I told the doctor. I said, "You know, God has the final say." So, and she was like, uh-huh, "Okay, whatever." She keeps writing. I said, "No, no, no. I said, he has the final say." So, right. I just, I just choose to believe. And uh, several, uh, unfortunately, several friends who have. Uh, different types of cancer. No two, no two cancers are going to be the same. Who right. did not did not make it, but they got the ultimate healing. Right. They're in heaven. I just didn't want to go to heaven yet. Right.
1: God, Well, God still had more stuff to do. Not that he didn't have stuff for the other people to do. Cause like we were talking before the show that my friend Fawn, who I've done seven interviews with, Mm -hmm. she had cancer and she was only had a year left, just like you. And then she lived three years and, and basically almost to the date that they said she was originally going to die three years ago. Then she passed away just, just recently, but she got a lot done in that time. She still, she got three books published you know? Um, and and, that, and she was working on the fourth one. When I did the interview with her, I says, well, you got a lot to do. You can't go anywhere because she's writing a 365-day devotional. And I go, what day are you on? <laughs> she goes, day one. I just finished day one. I says, oh. okay. And then 20 days later, she unfortunately, or fortunate, depending wow. on how you look at it, decided to go, yeah. go home, pass on to the sure. afterlife. And, um, you know, Sickness is weird. As Christians, we, it, it, There's no formula. I mean, it's just, it's just the strangest thing. You, you know, um, you, some people are healed, some people aren't. Some people are delayed, some people aren't delayed. I mean, it is the craziest thing. But you're right. When, yeah. it, when it's your time to go, God is. No, he knows. He's. He knows your time, and exactly. And then you go. I mean, and you're in a much better place. There's no. There's no pain. There's. You know. I mean, I. I've heard rumors. They say you're going to be like 30 years old when you get to heaven. You know, you're going to be like in the shape you your 30. And I go, hey, I like that. <laughs> I was skinny, good looking. I had hair. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, I'll take a 30-year-old body <laughs> forever, sure. forever and ever and ever. You know, I'll, Absolutely.
2: I'll I am not going to, I will not turn that one down.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, I was not my skinniest, but I was, when I first moved to Florida, I was 30. And I've been, I've been here almost actually in 2024, it will be 30 years I have been. And actually, technically at that time, I will have lived in Florida longer than I lived in Massachusetts. I'm on the other side of the hill, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, uh. Well, that's what happens when you get older, right? You, you just
2: get exactly. it, you get, you get yeah, it just,
1: aged when you get old.
2: Well, you need to learn to you need to learn the art of adaptation, adapt to your uh, not so sur- not just surroundings, but mm-hmm. adapt to changes changes in life. Right. Uh, you know, I just turned sixty in September, the big the big six zero, uh, and it's the uh, in this past September, uh, well, you know, a lot of good things happened in '62 and '63. Uh, my doctors here in the Nashville area, uh, and it's not an ego thing; it's just I, I feel like I, I I feel like I am past sixty physically because of the damage that I've done mm-hmm. through. Uh, Beats of strength and all that crazy stuff over the years, but right. uh, my doctors here say you don't look it. Okay. So what? What is she? Uh, my oncologist. And um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, I still have to see one because they have to do blood work and all that fun stuff. And I, a cardiologist. I've had the COVID- for three well I've had one for three years. I didn't think I would add that one to my res, uh, list of or uh, resume. But they all say, you don't look your age. What do you do that's different? And I said, well a lot of it is diet exercise. I don't have to weigh two hundred and forty or two hundred and fifty pounds anymore. Uh, eat very lean. Um uh, Oh, we—I don't want to say it because if I say it wrong, and I, it's going to tick people off, so I'm just going to say it anyway. We're not vegans. Vegan is vegan is not a lifestyle; it's a political statement. And I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. If it gets edited, it gets edited. Well, I'm not going to wear those leather pants. I'll wear synthetic leather. Well, honey, you're you're wearing stuff that can cause cancer. The chemicals in the synthetic leather. I I've got two pairs of leather pants. I'll still wear them. I have a leather jacket. I have uh, snake skin boots. If I want to wear leather, we eat plant based. It's you know it's not vegan. Right. My wife does not eat meat at all anymore. She hasn't over here. I probably about eighty percent there as far as meatless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been proven to help your joints, which God knows I needed it uh, and still need it. But that's what I tell the doctors. I said we just we changed our whole lifestyle as far as way we do things and, and eat and different things, and yeah, and I feel better because of it. Uh, do I have more energy? Some days, <laughs> uh, some days are some days are better than others. But you know, in ministry. Uh, Particularly, uh, ministers have a higher rate of physical problems. And the number one physical problem is heart disease. Okay. Because they don't eat the way they should. They eat everything that's put in front of them. And I have a very close friend of mine that's a pastor. I said, there's nothing wrong with the word no. Right. And I've said it. And I said it for many years. I said, I, and I'm very polite about it. I said, I'm sorry, but I can't eat that. It's just not part of my, mm. you know, overall lifestyle. That's going to help me live a long time. Right. Uh, I, I, there's My wife said, Do you never get tired of saying that. I said, sometimes. But you know, it's a message that needs to be taught, not shoved down somebody's throat. Uh, do I enjoy a piece of fried chicken every once in a while? Oh, absolutely, but it's not an everyday thing. Right. Uh, I I need to I need to be around for the long haul. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to be, um, well, a mentor, whatever. I mean, whatever title you want to put put with it. But I, I need to be around long enough right. that I can make the impact that I know that I'm supposed to make. And you can't do it with uh, the doctor cutting your chest open mm. to reroute all the bad plumbing. Right. Uh, and I hope somebody's listening will get this. If the doctor has told you, watch what you eat, you really should. My dad was the worst. My dad uh, collapsed in church when I was 16. My me and my uncle drug him out of the back door into the car to the hospital. His blood sugar went crazy. He was diabetic. Uh, was not genetic. It's just it just adult onset diabetes. Uh, his uh, bad, bad uh, dietary choices. Uh, and dad goes home after they stabilize his blood sugar. What does he do? He's sitting in front of the TV set watching a football game and ate a pumpkin pie. I'm like, way to go, Dad. The whole thing? And he's like, well, what? I yeah, ate the whole thing. Oh, wow. Uh, he said, oh, what does he know? I said, yeah, he just went to college most of his life to learn how to save your life. Right. Uh, you know, God gave us doctors. He traveled. Jesus traveled with one. He was not a disciple. He was not an apostle. He was a physician. His name was Luke. Yep. In fact, he was so good that there's a book dedicated to him in the Bible. Um, he was a physician uh, So Watch you know Watch your diet Watch what you eat uh, If you have a sedentary lifestyle Get up and move around I, My kids bought me an Apple watch For my birthday And it tells me and it tells me When to get up And I tell it Shut up You don't tell me what to do <laughs> But it's, it, it, it's a reminder You need to stand up You need to move around uh, Because ministry you can get, uh, you can, no, it can't. Somewhat you can get sedentary, but we just decided we're going to be around for the long haul. We had to make some changes uh, uh, since we talked last. We made changes. We left at, after five years being in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we came to the Nashville area. Not that I'm here to write songs or sing. We really don't want that.
3: Right.
2: Uh, my daughter and husband. Um, My daughter and her husband live here, uh, along with my grandkids. And we really just wanted to be closer to them. We got tired of the four- and five-hour drive every few weeks. Uh, My son and his wife are looking at moving probably a couple of hours east of here Mm -hmm. in Tennessee. Uh, I've always liked this area. I've always wanted to live here for some reason. I don't know why, but... uh, uh, my pastor in uh, Lawrenceville where we live in, in the Atlanta area, had told me, and we've been friends for now almost 19 years, and he had told me, he said, uh, when I saw you with your grandkids, that uh, they came down to our church for the, for vacation Bible school. He said, the Lord told him, said, he, they're going to be leaving, mm. and they need to be there with their grandchildren. To pour in Speak into their lives okay. uh, Another voice uh, Into their life And and Manny had told me that And I you know We're still friends We were at their house For four days last week In, uh, in uh, the Atlanta area They invited us down For their leadership uh, Christmas party They said no You're still part of us You're still part of the leadership Right uh, so we were there for four days last week and took care of some board meeting stuff. And my wife had to go to the corporate office where she works because the corporate office is in uh, Duluth, Georgia, uh, which is all part of the metro Atlanta area. But it was, you know, it was nice seeing that, you know, that, uh, you know, you when you make that change. In life, and we did. It was a big, uh, sh- another shift for us. That people that you know you knew for five years that uh, we still make an impact in their life. That's you know that's what the gospel is for, right? It's to make an it's to make an impact. It's to make a shift, a paradigm shift mm. in the way that you think. You didn't think at thirty the way you think now at fifty none of your business years old. Kevin, uh, uh, uh some people, look, I'm not sure. Look, I made it to 60. Some people don't think it. I don't think the same way at 60, the way I did at 30. Right. And I've been in a minute. I've been in ministry for 33, almost 34 years. Wow. I don't think the same way at 60 as well as I did at 25. Uh, it's called evolutionary thinking right now. It's not, it's not Darwinism. It's evolution. Things change,
1: right? Well, it's also the way we look at things. I mean, we look at things differently. It's like scripture. You could read a scripture ten years ago, and then now you look at it and you go, "Hmm, I've read that ten years ago. I've been reading that off and on, and never seen that." But now yeah. I see something different. It's because your your life is different. Your perception is different.
2: It's a, it's a paradigm shift, and uh, you know, it's we all have those, you know we you know in the church world we have ways of saying things or ways of doing things but the bottom line is if you don't change your thinking nothing changes right your your walk with the lord does not change your uh, nothing will change until you decide to change uh it's it's shifting how you think and yeah it's uh I was fortunate enough to, many years ago, to sit down and have breakfast with a man that I just absolutely loved and admired, Zig Ziglar. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, some people have no idea who he is. Google the name Zig Ziglar uh, and just spend, I spent about three hours with him. Oh, wow. And, of course, he was infamous for saying way back then, uh, got to get rid of stinking thinking.
1: Right. I remember that. Yeah. We used to read him and listen to him back in Amway days, back in the eighties.
2: Oh gosh. Yes. And, uh, uh, I was never part of Amway, but I know he did a lot of speaking then. Right. But yeah, you know, you've got to change the way that you, if you take a shower in the morning, you got to do it. Take a shower in your mind. Gotta change the way you think. Right. You gotta change the way you approach things, you know. you know, I hear pastors, you gotta wash your mind with the with the power of the word. Well, that is true. Uh it is true. If you take a shower and you should, uh wash your mind with the word. Mm. Uh I'm certainly not mocking, well I am mocking. I grew up in the church. I'm a pastor's grandson, that's what we do. We're really good at that. <laughs> Uh, it, you know, you either turn people on or turn people off by the way that you say things, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, we made the transition to here, and uh, as far as what we're doing now, it's kind of relaunching because the pandemic really, really sh- it it messed things up for not just for churches. But it messed things up for uh, traveling ministries. I mean, mine was uh, my ministry was completely shut down because of what we do uh, in ministry. It's not just go around teach and preach. I don't jump in a car and, you know, I'm very strategic on where I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, that shuts everything down. A uh, lot of my friends um, that uh, were evangelists. Uh, they really felt the pinch, uh, but, you know, we, we started doing some things differently. I started recording devos, uh, which you can find them on my YouTube channel. Uh, a lot of those and our church was recording devos. We were doing a lot of technical stuff to, uh, Keep reaching people. Uh, we did. Uh, we had an online campus, which my wife and I were. We we handled that. We were the online campus pastors. And then once the pandemic restrictions lifted, we still the church, Discover Life Church in uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia, uh, still has a strong online campus. Uh, we did not. My wife and I, and I did not need to do that. But then we were recording. Uh, Oh, I think I've recorded, got it. I can't count now. Uh, 15 and then it went down to about seven, eight minute Devos. Uh, and a lot of those you can find on my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube at Jerry West TV. Uh, it's not a, they said, well, it sounds narcissistic. No, it sounds like I can remember that.
1: Right, Yeah, well, that's it's funny how you say that. I was getting ready to put, um, I'm putting a sign on the back of my coach, and it's going to be the Millennium Beat. And I wanted people to be able to look up, you know, and say, okay, how can I find exactly. the podcast? So when I was talking to a guy who was a kind of like a business advisor, he go, first of all, he didn't like Millennium because he couldn't spell it. <laughs> and I can understand oh. that. Because it's like Massachusetts, M A S S I, you know, our mm-hmm. Mississippi, Millennium, and he goes, Millennial. No, I'm not a millennial. I'm a. Mul- it's a millennium. It's a thousand year reign. It's millennium, M I L L E N N I U M, and and he he said that's too long. That's too long. So right now, my new web address, Millennium, still works. You can still type in the millenniumbeat.com mm-hmm. or millenniumbeat.com, but now it's TMB2000. That's so easy to remember.
2: That's why I chose Jerry West TV.
1: Yeah. It's just very simple. It's, it's right to the point. I could read. I, I don't even have to write that down on the paper. That's in front of me. Cause you know, Jerry West, I know who you are and just TV. Okay. You know, that's all one thing.
2: So it's easy. Yeah, If I can remember. If I can remember it, most people can remember
1: it. Yeah. Th- that's an important thing. If you want people to look you up, you want to be able to easily say, go check out Jerry West, or, or.org or.net or, .org or, .net or
2: well, and on uh, YouTube it's dot uh at Jerry because they changed that's the cool thing. Yeah, they changed it. They did that uh YouTube slash at Jerry West TV. and so they shortened it and it made it a lot easier for people uh to remember mm-hmm. or to hey, you right. know, oh yeah, I heard about that. It's like with Facebook when they changed it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find us on Facebook at uh on Facebook.com and then there's forward slash J-W-M-I-N-T-L mm-hmm. and that went through. I'm like, okay, we're going to keep that one so people can connect with us on Facebook. Uh, but, you know, that's part of the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would have told me, if you would have told me at 30 years old, there's going to be a major shift. There's going to be a thing called the internet. I'm like, you know what? Hey, right. The inter. In 1992, there was no internet, not that we knew (laughs) of.
1: No, well, there was a little bit because I I I work in the busing business in Massachusetts, and um and I did that in about eighty eight eighty nine, and we did have internet, but all it was basically maybe a chat if that if I can't, but all I remember is like getting a weather report, like a weather app, and that was it, <laughs> that, and that was in the eighties, yeah. and, and, you know, it's even the cell phones. My first cell phone was in 88, 89. It was a bag phone from Tandy from from uh, Radio Shack, four hundred something dollars. I have-
2: Yep. I had an in-car, I had an in-car unit, which was very similar to the bag, yep. uh, the old bag phone. And, uh, in mm-hmm. I we I bought an in-car, had it put in, it was like 500 bucks. Right. And the bill, and the bill back then was outrageous oh, yeah. because of roaming charge. But we lived in Orlando. My wife was pregnant mm. and I didn't want to pay your because you got to get off the road, get off of I four to find a phone. Oh, no God. thank you. Oh no, 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 no. I said I'll pay the money, bought the phone, and it came in, came in very handy. But uh, I mean, you know, that was I mean that was kind of cutting edge. You got a car, you got a phone in your car.
1: Oh yeah. The neat experience was I was in Boston at Logan airport and I was talking to a friend in da- outside of, um, she was in Arlington, Texas. I'm sitting at, just waiting for the group and I'm sitting in a bus with my phone talking to somebody in Texas. And, it, and the ironic thing was, is after you could only call, like you, it was like free, like from like eight to eight o'clock in the morning or something mm-hmm. like that. You had to, you had to wait to a certain time to use your phone yeah, because otherwise does. you'd be charged a million dollars a minute, you know?
2: I mean, it, it, some of them it's it just gotten outrageous. But uh, you know, now I mean, it's it's taken the place of a home phone, and uh, you know, if you don't keep up with change, uh, change will pass you by, right. and then you will miss you will miss your moments. Uh, I embrace technology. I embrace the fact that I'm on Instagram and mm-hmm. Twitter. Yes, I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may not like what I have to say politically, but uh, I am on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, so I have two different channels, or I guess it's a so called channels, yeah, on Facebook for our ministry and YouTube. Uh, because you know with what I do as far as being in an evangelistic ministry, mm-hmm. uh, especially with what we do. Right. And it's you have to embrace it. Right. Uh, like with our, our drama. And I think you were there the night that it was only supposed to take 15 minutes and three hours later, we still finished <laughs> it. Uh walking up and down the stairs at that student at the studio in Fort Pierce yep. in seven inch platform shoes and 30 pounds of armor. But the, the, the thing that happened was with our drama and, you can go on my YouTube channel. There's clips of it, of the drama on there. Uh, it makes an impact in people's lives. And we're relaunching that okay. in 2020, 2023, because we were forced to pull it off the road, do every you know, because of, you know, restrictions and everything. But now that that foolishness is over, uh, yes, I have gotten all four shots. I've been boosted. Uh, I've gotten. Flu shots. I do a flu shot every year, just out of out of uh, the abundance of, of caution and precautions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's my my choice. I chose to do the uh, COVID vaccine, right? Because I really didn't want to deal with uh, COVID. It's a it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. But if you have a solution to the problem, why not use the solution? Right. Uh, it didn't cost me my relationship with the Lord. It's not caused me to lose one minute of sleep. i I' to be honest, here, I've not lost one ounce of sleep over deciding to take that first shot a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, but this, it, it's. I, I'm saying that to say this, it is going to enable me not to have that. Uh, in the back of my mind, I mm-hmm. look up and I've gotten the shots. I'm good. Let's move forward. Uh, we've rewritten again, the drama Okay. To where uh, it's going to make a bigger impact than it's ever made before. Right. Uh, Lord gave me a word. We were actually uh, on our way here to Nashville in early July. My granddaughter's birthday is in early July mm-hmm. and we were on our way here. We were driving up and just hit the outskirts of Chattanooga. And I you know, everybody goes through those. Do I really want to do this anymore kind of moments? Everybody does. I don't care what line of business you're in, whether it's ministry or, or secular. Uh, I was really just questioning whether, you know, do I just want to just kind of semi-retire, uh, do some conferences here and there, and just not do what I used to do. Uh, and as we made that turn where you go down on highway, it's uh, on seventy. 70- we're seventy-five splits into Highway Twenty-Four. There's a humongous curve that goes down the hip, a mountain. Really, uh, I the Holy Spirit said, "I'm not done with you." Okay, awesome. It's good to know. That's good to know. And I'm not being. And I'm being. It sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but sometimes that's my conversations with God. Right. Like, really. Not really. <laughs> it's like, like that does that does not catch him by surprise uh he goes, i'm not through with you i said okay um, he says you're about to turn 60 this is in july my birthday is in september he said, i heard very clearly twice usually takes 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 god twice speak to me because i'm <laughs> I'm st- I'm a little stubborn, or I uh, thick-headed, you know. Yeah, that too. And he said, "I want you between for the next five years to win one million people for me." Wow! I, I, excuse, I'm I just I, inside because my wife, my wife knows I'm crazy, huh. but. Uh, uh, I said, I'm thinking on the inside, I'm going, excuse me, rewrite, redo, rebrand, uh, redo everything. Wow. And that's exactly the wording redo everything. And I stood, when we got here, I got my laptop out and I started changing some things. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I said, I'm going to be 60 in September. <laughs> And she laughs. She's yeah, I know you're starting You know, with the jokes between husband and wife. Right. And I said, the Holy Spirit told me to go after one million souls between sixty and sixty-five. And she just looks at me when she goes, "Are you serious?" I said, "Yes." She said, "Well, if he said it. You better do it. Mm. It's not one of those ask him again. Some some people will do that." She said. If we did say it, you better do it. And she's not denying that that was not said. Hmm. So, Kevin, what I have done, I've rewritten the script, added some things, changed some things. I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts away. Okay. But we're recostumed. I've got to have a new costume because the other one is just, you know, 12, 13 years old now. And it's the guy who repaired it for me in Dallas. Uh, I said, "This is the last, probably the last repair job I can do for you to make it look good." He goes, "You really need a new one," Mm. and directed me to a guy in Canada. And this guy has done work for Lord. I mean, his client list is incredible. Wow! He said, "Oh yeah." He said, "Oh absolutely." Told him what I was doing, and he said, "You know, I'm still Canada at that point. Still." dealing with some restrictions. Right. And now that they're they are restrictions are done. Uh but he said, yeah, I can build this for you. And he gave me the price tag of almost almost four thousand dollars. Okay. And he said, This is built just for you. It's not gonna be for anyone else. It's not just mass produced. Halloween store. This is not a Halloween store costume. Right. And I told him, I said, I want to look so intimidating when people see it. They don't freak out, but they go Right. You know, you hear people take, and and that's happened in churches when I've walked out. um, I mean, I hear some people just and when I start talking, of course, you know, I've got that voice modulator that changes the sound of the voice Mm -hmm. and I I said, I'm looking for the shock and awe value. And he goes, I can do it. And he sent me the proofs uh, of a prototype that he was working on. He goes, I think this is what you're looking for. I said, that's exactly what I kind of imagined or envisioned. And so we're taking steps to to work toward that. Uh, a A lot of fundraising. But, you know, in ministry, that's constant. Right. There's always going to be some kind of fundraising. I don't care what ministry you do. If you have a podcast, you got to raise money for that. Uh, if you've got a missions trip, you're going to have to raise money for that. It's an ongoing thing to raise money to be able to do uh, what we do. I'm still going to preach and teach. I'm still going to go and do conferences, uh, men's conferences. Um, I think I've got one coming up next spring. I believe it's in New Orleans. I've got to contact the pastor uh, to make sure that that's still on track. But uh, aside from just the, I'd say, well, just standard teaching and preaching, the drama uh, over the years we have seen since we put it back into production, and it's—I you know, don't want to go down the road of taking it out of out of play for a couple of years, but. Uh, We've seen we've seen probably seventy, eighty thousand people wow. come to Christ, uh, and about ten thousand of those, believe it or not, have been in the prison system okay. in the southeast, uh, in five different states in the southeast. We can't go in, uh, you know, with a group of people and do the production because we use people in churches as actors. Mm-hmm. Uh we train we trained them and but we took one of the uh one of the uh, nights that we did it, it was recorded, uh, and sent it uh, to the chaplains. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chaplains had contacted me, one called me from a uh prison in Kentucky, and she says, Can I get another copy of that? I said, sure, she was. uh, I don't know what happened to the other copy, but I've had the chaplain. She gave me the 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 number of inmates that gotten saved. She's a chaplain over a women's prison and a men's prison, so she may have left it at the other prison at the other facility. But I sent her another one. Uh, There were hundreds. In between these two facilities wow. that had given their lives to Christ, because it's not just a cute little production. This is in your face. Mm. It causes you to, you know, am I making the right decision? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Yes, I can be forgiven. Everything leads to forgiveness in our production. It doesn't lead to condemnation. Everything that we have done, it always leads to redemption and forgiveness. Uh, there was a lady here in Georgia, I, I don't want to go too long, but this this, this is, I'm going to give you three quick stories. Uh, a lady here, a uh, lady in Albany, Georgia, I'd say here, I'm in Tennessee now, but uh, she's a church secretary. She's probably 41, 42 at that time, sobbing. Uh, there's a part of the drama where a girl dies after a botched abortion, yes, they wow. still have an abortion still happen. I don't care what laws change.' They're gonna, people are going to do what they want to do right And there are thousands of girls and women that die every year from an abortion complications. Wow. And that's what we highlight in that that yeah this can happen and it, and it does happen. And she said to me, she's I had an abortion 18 years ago. And I didn't realize I would see my baby ever I, again. And she goes, for the first time, I feel forgiven. and I feel peace. And uh, we were in Louisiana. A girl saw it in one of the nights, And I remember she was, uh, you could see the bump. And of course, they call it the baby bump. You could see the little bit of a bump. And she said, along with the pastor and his wife, she said, I changed my mind. I'm scheduled. I was scheduled tomorrow to have an abortion. My mother scheduled it. I'm not going. And she didn't. And we got a phone call from the mother the next day, and she cussed me out. <laughs> it was on a phone. And the pastor's going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I said, Mark, okay. She goes, I'm going to sue you. I said, good luck, lady. <laughs> Uh, I've got something that you don't have. I said I have a really good lawyer, and I said when I hang up this phone, I'm calling him. So go ahead, click. Mm-hmm. And the pastor's still going, "Oh God, oh God." I said she's bluffing. I said I'm not. I, said, I had Jay Suckillo on retainer at that time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and his son Logan. His son Logan lives about twenty minute, uh, twenty miles from me. Oh. <laughs>
1: I, uh, one of my friends that I've, I've done interviews with Jay, uh, Joel Thornton, he used to work for Jay Seckler. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, Joel, mm. he's from, uh, Rome, Georgia.
2: I probably have met him, but, uh, Joel would not, not Joel, uh, Logan and I were laughing about that. He goes, yeah, my dad would, would fight anything, mm. uh, still, still will. And he was on with our ministry at that time. We had him on retainer. Okay. Uh, and, another one that happened i well, actually i went back to that church a year later and this girl comes up to me with a, with a young man in an army uniform and he said she said do you remember me i said no not really because completely did she well she looks completely different uh, she said this is my husband and this is the little this is the little boy that i decided not to abort mm-hmm. he was a year old oh. uh And Navarre, Florida. Navarre is is between Pensacola and Fort Walton Beach. Uh, Same thing happened. A girl said, I'm only we didn't get a phone call from from, uh, a nasty phone call from the mother. But she said, I've changed my mind. And And a year later, I go back to the same church. She says, do you remember me? I said, no. I said, but I got a feeling. You were the girl that was, she was yeah, and she had a little girl, beautiful little girl. And so we've seen this time after time. It's, make, it's, making, an, it's making an impact in people's lives. Uh, we're, we are going to go after one million souls in five years. Okay. Uh, there's nobody going to stop me. Uh, nobody's going to stop our ministry. We're going to go for it. We have a mandate. To go after.
1: When's the launch date for that? When do you, you
2: say? It's Jan- January of 2023.
1: Okay. So you're starting in January 2023 mm-hmm. and you're going to go for f- how many years is it? Or just going to go? Five years. Five years. So I'll five, five so be 2028.
2: Okay, cool. And by, by then I will be nearly 100 years old. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will be six.
1: Hey. Don't claim that, because we're the same age, except you're a couple months older than me. I'm not going to be 105 years.
2: <laughs> no, I'm going to be 65. I'll be 65. Yeah. I take, you know, I I take care of myself, right? Uh, I, I'm, people say I I talked to a few people that I'm very close to. Said, "Are you sure you're going to be able to take this physically?" I said, "I can run circles around you right now. Mm-hmm. You put those boots on me, I still run circles around mm-hmm. you." Uh, you know, it's. I, I've experienced it over the years. I've heard ministers when I was in young in ministry, so I've gone to a platform feeling like I was going to die. Mm-hmm. That had the flu, and when I walk onto the platform, it's like I'd never. I didn't feel any. Walk off the platform, take me back to my hotel. I had that happen uh, one time in Iowa. I had a migraine so bad. Uh, I mean, even sounds was, I was about to throw up. And I had one of the guys on the on strike course. I said, Could you please do me a favor? Said, a handful of Advil, a Gatorade, and a chicken sandwich from wherever. I said, Because I gotta keep this down. And I, I'm laying on the couch in the pastor's office and they came in and said, Jerry, sure, are you gonna be able I said, Just help me stand up and I don't already had my uniform on and I was ripped. and as soon as the introduction music hit I walk I made it to the platform two hour program that night. I felt fantastic. walk off the platform, get me to the hotel. Mm. Uh, if you've never had a migraine, then you don't you probably don't know what it's like. I mean there,
1: I know people have had them I mean, I've never had one so but they pain- they're painful.
2: <laughs> they're debilitating yeah. and uh, I haven't, thank God I've not had one in years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I was laughing, didn't mean to get on a rabbit trail, but I was laughing at him. I said, you know, there is not anything on this planet that's going to stop me from doing what God's called me to do. Right. And I'm still going to, I'm still going to go after it. And if you're somebody listening and you want us to come to your church or you want us to contact your pastor, you know, I'm sure Kevin has, has all of our contact information. He'll put it on, uh, put it on there and we'll right. be, I'll you know, We don't discriminate, right? Uh, and and I will make the sales pitch. We are super affordable. Hmm. There's other ministries that do productions, and and I'm not running them down, but the churches that spent thousands, Uh, we don't do that. We keep the church's budget in mind, and we come in to make a major impact uh, and then do it I don't like using the word on the cheap, but we do it economically. Right. Uh, to where you can focus on the, the follow up. Uh, and, you know, that's, Kevin, that's, you know, what we're doing here. Okay. Location really means, doesn't mean a lot. You know, I'm probably 30 minutes from the National Airport, okay. which, uh, was was a requirement for me moving anywhere. I said I have to be near a major airport mm-hmm. because of the because of what I do. But we uh, we're going to go with the mandate of what God's given us.
1: Mm. Okay, that is cool. A couple things I want to talk about quickly about before we close here. Mm-hmm. You were talking about Zig Ziglar earlier, um, if I remember right, his son was at our T V station doing some speaking at a, you know, like a little event that we had at the T V station. If I remember right, it was Zig because I remember you know, I think it was him. But um where where can people I know you've already said um on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Uh are you on TikTok yet?
2: No. I no, won't yet. be.
1: You won't be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. You won't. No. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, you, too many concerns. Yeah, too many, too many concerns. I can understand that. Um, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter,
2: Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is just uh, it's Doctor Jerry G. West. Okay, uh, that has been a nickname of mine for decades. I have a master's degree in in ministry in. Oh. Uh, 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 it's, it's a long handled term, but, uh, and it's basically, it's, um, it's, uh, masters in divinity, okay. uh, is basically what it is. Uh, I, do I have a doctorate? I could go for it, but at this age, why bother? Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so those are the places and, and they'll, they'll, they'll find them in the show notes and, um, you'll actually just text me the exactly anything that you want in the show notes and I'll put them there. So people, and. I'll put lower thirds and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I'll do that on the editing. So that way it's, uh, it's available. So, and then you talked about your, your chores will start after January of next year or, you know, 2023. Mm -hmm. So that'd be cool. So um, also I have a new thing that I've created. It's um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people that do podcasts and YouTube videos, they have Patreons and
0: I, I I was
1: going to go that route. And I said you know, it's a lot of work because you have to give them something to uh, deserve to be a patron, you know, spend 20 bucks a month sure. or whatever. So I came up with something, almost the same thing, but it's a contributor. A contributor is somebody like, Hey Jerry says, Hey, Kevin's doing a great job. And I really believe him. And Hey, I'm going to give him five bucks. You know, that's a contributor. You know, somebody that contributes a couple of dollars here or there. Uh, the second thing is I'm going to have sponsors and sponsors would be when I introduce, you know, when I do this show, um, I, I can, you know, like say, oh yeah, today's show is sponsored by Jerry West Ministries or whatever you, you want, you, what a person wants, you know, or like it could be a name, it could be a business. And I said, you know, I like to thank them for, um, for sponsoring this show, you know? So they give it like 25 bucks, 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever. And then a super sponsor is one that does it for a few months. So and basically, it's I'm the only advertising. You know, it's the, until you get thousands and thousands of people watching you, it's hard to get you know you know people to sponsor or not sponsor, but um, exactly. pay for advertising. But people, you know, that they they'll do it for you know they'll do it because they know you and and just give them a little shout out. You know, give them a little. So I'll do that. For, you know, for, sometimes I do it for free. Sometimes I charge people. But you know, some people that I've developed a relationship with, says you know God says, plant that seed. Okay take talk to Jerry get all the information on this 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 tour that he's doing and get it and then put it out there as a sponsor for the show you know pick a show and they, you know, and this show is going to be sponsored by you. So I'll get that information from you and, and, um, I won't charge you anything. I'll just do it for because I believe if I, you plan into my ministry, I plan into yours, whether it's just vocally or financially. Um, I'm planting a seed. So, and that's what the Lord, you know, wants me to do. So, so we'll do that. Um, in closing, what you're, as I said, you're an evangelist and you, you, you can never leave an opportunity let people sit sitting in the audience without leading them to Christ. So I, I want to give you the opportunity. To, um, it, it could be dealing with what we talked about in the first part of this story about drugs and alcohol, and or it could be um, a decision to do something for God and go out there and win people for Christ and whatever the Lord might be putting on your heart right now to, to pray for but pray for somebody that might be listening and God has an answer for their prayer. So through your prayer. So, Sure. Go ahead.
2: Well, if you're, if you're listening uh, and you feel like God's put a call on your life, um, I'm trying to break it down to get rid of the church and ease. Uh, believe me, I grew up listening to it. Right. Uh, we call it church and ease or Christian ease. Mm. Uh, let's just, you know, let's just take all that away. You really feel like in your heart of hearts, That God has said, this is what I want you to do, then I want you to do three things. One, pray and ask God for direction. We'll give it to you. Two, seek wise counsel. Don't talk to your friends. They may not understand. They'll even try to talk you out of it. Mm -hmm. And three, sit down with a pastor. And and I'm going to be honest with you. I remember when I told a pastor 34, 35 years ago, or 34, almost 34, I said, you know, I'm going to be in full-time ministry in less than two years. He sat back and laughed at me. Now, most people would have gotten up and said, you know what? Well, I feel really discouraged now. I just looked at him and I laughed back. I said, you laugh now. We'll see who, uh, I said, we'll see what happens. Year and a half, it was less than a year and a half later, I was traveling the world in ministry. Wow. <laughs> I did call him up. I'll be honest with you, I did call him up. Not to rub his face in, I said, just be careful how you discourage people. Right. And I told him that. I said, be careful how you discourage people, because you are not the qualifier right. God is. Moses was a stutterer. David was a failure of a father, but yet God says he's a man after my own heart, because when he was confronted with his sin, he was quick to repent. Mm. Peter, rough around the edges, but he's—but you look at—I mean, I could go through all the people who were failures in the Bible— so you're among good company. If your pastor discourages you, take that as encouragement. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a great example. I have a, I have a Facebook friend. Uh, actually, I know her. Uh, we're acquaintances. We're not really good friends. Her husband is uh, one of the lead guitarists for the band Striper. Okay. His wife has a a ministry that is dedicated to getting girls out of prostitution, mm-hmm. which is basically another you know, form of sex trafficking. Right. She has a, she has a ministry. I guarantee you there were pastors who did not like it and people who did not like it. She doesn't care. She says, God told me to do it and she's still doing it. Uh, so if people discourage you, Take it as an encouragement. Now, I'm I'm 60 years old. I don't look it. I don't have one gray hair on my head because I shaved it all off. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I don't I don't listen to the critics. Right. A, cr- a critic can't produce. That's why they're a critic. Uh. I listen to the people who encourage me. I, I, and some of these people I may never meet on this side of eternity, but they don't know how much they have encouraged me to keep doing. If it had not been for that radio program on Sirius XM on that day in July, I probably would have missed the voice of God. But because of something he said, uh, hit me right where I needed to be hit. Right. And in my moment of discouragement. you're going to be discouraged. I uh, 34, almost 34 years in ministry, I still get discouraged. It's going to happen. But the key is to keep keep pushing, keep going, keep going. If God's put a call on your life, and maybe you're one of those that's just listening by happenstance. And you're saying, well, what is this this God Jesus stuff. It's very simple. You can go and you can find the bones of Muhammad, the bones of Buddha, the bones of Confucius and the bones of all these other gods with a little G. But there's a grave that has been empty for over 24, almost 2,400 years. It's been empty. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the grave of Jesus Christ because he didn't need it. It was a borrowed tomb. Right. Thanks, thanks for the loner, but I'm not going to need it. I'm out of here. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. He's not God is not some bald headed old man that wants you to can't wait to hit you when you screw up. Because uh, I don't know what God you grew up hearing about. Uh, I heard about that God too. And as I got older, I realized. My past is my past. And if I screw up today, I say, God, forgive me. And there's no crawling on my knees um, to to pay penance. I keep moving forward. So I'm going to pray for these two groups of people. One, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's real simple. Say, Lord, I've made a mess of my life. I, I don't know what else to do but to say, forgive me. And help me to live for you every day. I'm going to mess up, but you're a loving Father, and you're going to forgive me. And today I choose to live my life for you. Now, for the others that you feel like God's put a call on your life, Lord, put the right people in their path. Put the people in their path that will help them that will encourage them, that will not just be their cheerleader, but to be a support. Hey, you can do it. You're you're looking good, and you're going to make it. There is nothing that can stop you. So don't stop. Keep going. Press on, and you will make it. And as my old mentor would say, Zig Ziglar, and he, he closed his seminars, and I still have the book that he wrote it in. I'll see you at the top. Mm. Amen. And that's my encouragement for you today. Aim for the top, and don't settle for second best. Mm. And I hope this brings encouragement to you.
3: Right.
1: That is cool. Amen about that. Well, everybody, you have been listening to The Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I am glad that you're here. I am had on the phone with me, Jerry West. Jerry, thanks for uh, joining me today.
2: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I look forward to hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, I hope
1: that we will do it in in person sometime this year. We'll we'll check Mm -hmm. our schedules out, and I'm going to head to Nashville. But uh, everybody, thanks for listening, again, and we'll see you guys next week. Take care, and God bless. This has been a Millennium Beat production. Views and opinions of the guests aren't not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat. I want to introduce you to a new program we are starting in 2023. It is a program where people can contribute, sponsor, or become a super sponsor to help support what we do at the Millennium Beat. We are also developing a partner program to help reach our goals of reaching people. More information will be on our website where you can fill out a form to become a sponsor or partner and make payments directly to us from our website.